Boom! As promised, Familia, we are going to be talking about the Marvel Legends X-Men 97 Wave 2, Jean Grey. We just got her in. She is such an incredible figure. I'm so happy to have her. But when I was brainstorming content, how can we talk about her? Because I kind of already reviewed the entire wave without her. And I said, oh, it wouldn't be fair if I had her in this review anyways. Because I'm going to put her as number one. And I would have, by the way, because I love her that much. That is a figure I've always wanted. So I figured we could rank all of the 90s Jim Lee style G-Grey figures that we have gotten over the years here. And one of the things that was sort of contentious when you were collecting X-Men figures back in the 90s during the Toy Biz era, even up until, you know, 2013, Marvel Legends Rocket Raccoon Wave, was that we don't have a proper 90s Jean Grey, right? She was a character that was always missing, and we had gotten a couple figures, some of them were repaints, some of them were out of scale. No one was ever truly happy with the Jean Grey 90s Jim Lee figures that we were getting. To be able to wake up on a Saturday morning and get a FedEx delivery with a 90s Jean Grey with two hats, well, I don't... I don't believe that second head is Jean Grey, right? <laughs> right? She has a Paul Smith hair. That is none other than Madeline Pryor. Bodemayo said this already in an EW article that every style choice that you have seen for these characters, every design that has gone into them is deliberate. And that is deliberately Madeline Pryor's hair. So I, this just confirms what we have been speculating for a while, that the gene we see in the X-Men 97 trailer who's pregnant is actually Madeline Pryor. But anyways, I thought we could go over all of the 90s Jean Grey figures we've gotten throughout the years and rank them. I want to give a special shout out to an unreleased 90s Jean Grey figure that would have literally been the period on that sentence during the Toy Biz era that we never got a proper 90s Jim Lee Jean Grey. And that is, I believe it was called the Missile Flyers, Missile Launchers, something. Jean Grey, here is a prototype. She is gorgeous. I remember I saw her. I wanted her so badly. But the history with this figure is that she was announced, then she was replaced by Wolverine, and then the entire wave was just canceled. And it would have had Cyclops, it would have had Mr. Sinister. So we're really sad that this wave just never made it out. But doesn't seem like Jean would have been part of it. So it was two strikes against her on that. But that would have been the perfect Jean Grey figure during that era. This is how I love my Jean Grey during that era. When you're going to give me Jim Lee Jean Grey, I want her to be called Phoenix, and I want her to have the Phoenix effect. Very Onslaught era, Joe Mad. I love it. Just like this background right here, the Adam Hubert 95, 96 Fleer Ultra hologram. I love this card more than anything. It's my favorite card ever. And it actually inspired one of the figures on this list. So we're going to rank all of the 90s Jean Grey figures we've gotten out there. There are a couple figures that are not on this list because I wanted it to be an even 10. One, the 12-inch Jean Grey, which is a repaint of the Rogue figure. She's not on this list. Neither are some of the PVC figures that we got, just not on the list. I'm trying to look at like the real action figures from like the main lines, like the Toy Biz, the Marvel Universe, Mayfax, and of course, Marvel Legends. So no statues, none of the oversized 10-inch figures, no PVCs, just figures that are part of main lines. So we have 10 of them, and we are going to rank them all right now, Familia.
Number 10 is the X-Men Classic Jean Grey. I cried when I saw this figure. I, I went to KB Toys, and I was just looking through the aisles. I didn't know this figure existed, was announced. You know, the internet back in, like, the late 90s was very different. But I saw this X-Men Classic Jean Grey, and I was like, huh. This is a repaint of the AOA, I believe it was Battle Blasters, Jean Grey. And that figure, in turn, was a repaint of the Monster Wave Mystique, obviously with a different head. And I just saw this, and I was like, damn, this is lazy. <laughs> Even then, as a kid, I knew this was just a lazy repaint. And I, listen, I can imagine what happened. They had extra figures laying around. Why not repaint it in the form of a costume that so many of us fans wanted. But I was so disappointed by this figure. I still bought it. Do not get me wrong. You go back to the Flores household and you go through my boxes. She is still there. I unpacked her. I looked at her. She was very lazy. No articulation. But if we were all dying for a 90s Jean Grey and some toy biz executive was like, well, let's give the people what they want. It was like, oh, no, not this. I mean, the short hair. Right. Maybe if they had given us a figure with longer hair, you could have been like, OK, admirable try. But no, absolutely not. She had the short hair and it was so sad when I held her. The paint was just really off, like her skin was like pale white. Right. I guess they were going for that like age of apocalypse dystopian vibe. You know, don't see the sun. We've talked about the weather on age of apocalypse on this podcast quite a bit, but it just felt very off when you held it. It was not the 90s gene that we knew. And this is, I, I'm happy to say this is as bad as it gets, but it's pretty bad. This was a horrible figure. I forgot how much I paid for her. I mean, at the time, those figures were, what, $4.99, $5.99? Not even worth that price. 99 cent bin. That is where you would get this. And, and her battle blaster, you know, tank that she comes with. Largely forgettable. <laughs> Largely forgettable. I mean, of course, it was the 90s toy biz. They had to have a gimmick. It worked for the Age of Apocalypse gene, even though she doesn't really ever have a tank in the Age of Apocalypse. But it feels very odd when you see this figure packaged with, with it in her 90s form. So number 10, bottom of the barrel, is the X-Men classic Jean Grey. Oh, don't even bother with this figure. If you see it, go running the other way. Even us fellow Jean historians, absolutely not. Don't even touch this figure. Number nine is the Marvel Universe 3-inch, 4-inch Jean Grey. Oh, and the art is beautiful on this packaging. The art is absolutely beautiful on this packaging. It breaks my heart that they couldn't just execute this figure properly. She looks like a little hobbit in it. <laughs> She's a little hobbit. She's so ugly. It's just like it's like a hobbit gremlin e like figure. Like her shoulder pads are just so off in my opinion. It just doesn't make any sense to me. And I remember there was this time where we were worried that these figures were going to be taking over the mainstream, you know, like X-Men collector's line because Hasbro was really pushing them. This is like 2008 through like 2010, I want to say, that that sort of era of Marvel Legends collecting where Marvel Legends was just not landing with people. Like people just really had this adverse reaction to the figures that Hasbro was putting out. And 
we were worried because there was a panel at New York Comic Con where they're like, oh, don't worry about it. We're just also creating these figures as well for collectors who may be interested in them. And they had a better price point, by the way. I forgot what the price points were back then. I remember thinking even then, I was like, oh, it was a little expensive for these figures. I mean, now they're like, what? Almost like $15, these like three-inch, four-inch figures. I mean, that's how much inflation and price has like changed over the years. But I did buy this figure. I have her somewhere. I don't know where she's at. I've I've switched apartments uh, maybe one, two, three, four times. I've moved four times since I bought this figure. I used to keep her in my drawer with like my PSP, right? Because I still have X-Men Legends 2, which is my favorite version of that game, X-Men Legends 2 for the PSP. I had it in like my, my drawer, my kitchen. I had the figure there, but... I don't know where she's at right now. She's in like some kind of box. But yeah, she is not a good looking figure. If you collected these figures, I would have said, yes, why not add a 90s jean? But it was something with the shoulder pads and her neck and like just the paint apps on her face. They do it so much better now. They do it so much better now. But this was oh so ugly. Ah, cannot with this figure. It is a hard up pass. Okay. Coming at number eight is the Toy Biz Onslaught Wave Jean Grey. It breaks my heart to say this. This was a wave that was made for Teenage Dayspring Familia. This is an Onslaught-specific wave that comes with Jean, Juggernaut, in the Sidorak Crystal, Trapped in the Sidorak Crystal, as we saw in Onslaught. It comes with a Onslaught, Onslaught Phase 2, with, with Xavier trapped in there. This was around the time we were getting a, a Age of Apocalypse Blink, the, the Marvel's Most Wanted Wave, and Nate Gray. We we had a Feral Wolverine with Franklin. I, Feral Wolverine is my favorite incarnation of Wolverine. This wave was made for me. And... I didn't know this wave existed either. I believe this was probably this is one of the final waves, if not the final wave that Toy Biz put out. And by that point, I had sort of already weaned off collecting these figures. I mean, <laughs> how funny! In just a few years, we would be getting Marvel Legends, and I would be back on it for over twenty years, right? But I believe it was around the monster wave, the, the monster wave I had cited earlier in this video with that Mystique figure. I believe it was around then when I started weaning off the the Toy Biz figures because I was like, oh, man, I'm a teenager. I'm too cool to be collecting action figures. You know, it was a different different vibe back then in the in the late 90s, early aughts. But I remember I went through the, the aisles at Toys R Us because even because I had a little brother, my little brother, Ryan, who designs all of our assets here at Power of X-Men. We would go to Toys R Us still on Saturday mornings for him because he was really into, you know, Toy Story and other stuff. And also we had our N64 Dreamcast and we like to look at video games. So I would always, of course, still go to the action figure aisle to see what was still coming out. And I remember I saw this figure there it was an onslaught. Jean Grey, and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so excited for her. And then I took like a really good hard look at her, and I was like, damn, she is ugly. Like, it's just like she looks so off here. I mean, it was just really, really sad. And I really, really would have been excited to have this figure. I bought her. And I brought her home and I sort of held her up with some of the other figures and she was largely out of scale. And I was just like, 
how could they have missed the ball? And even when you look at the back of the packaging, you have her going like this, and the art is beautiful. But she just looks, oh, I don't know. It's the windswept hair. It's the lack of articulation. It's that, like, weird smile. Like, she has so much lipstick on. It's not even a smile. It's like a face. It just missed the mark on so much here. And funny story, if if you have been collecting Marvel Legends as long as I have, we started using this Jean Grey figure in our Marvel Legends display because she was out of scale with those five-inch figures, but she could kind of stand with those Marvel Legends at the time. She was she was shorter, like an inch-ish, inch-ish shorter, but you still kind of, some of us, like in the early days of Marvel Legends collecting, I'm talking about like 2004, 2005, we put her there sort of in the back, right next to like Marvel Select Eva, right? When we were still kind of like makeshifting our Marvel Legends collections. So this figure was so disappointing. In fact, I, I, I wish I could revise this list right now and put this at number 10. Not because I think inherently she is a worse figure than the previous two I mentioned, but because of the disappointment with this figure, she deserves to be number 10. But quality of figure she's number eight would you should you buy her i as a gene historian i think you should it's just a nostalgic wave but the figure is just not really good and again it's like the windswept hair we've talked about the windswept hair you know how traumatized i am by the light up series psylocke and that windswept hair but and this is another thing that has always infuriated me and it's going to lead into our number seven i don't know what it is with jean gray figures that they always have one closed fist and one hat open hand that is something when you look at all jean gray figures they all have that closed fist and that open hand because that's what psychics do they're like, oh, so angry i love how hasbro is doing it these days anyways number eight Onslaught Jean Grey with the Sidorak Juggernaut. Oh! Breaks my heart. Breaks my heart. All right, Familia, number seven is the Rocket Raccoon Jean Grey. Yeah, I can't believe we have this one at number seven. We saw this figure IRL at at um, San Diego Comic-Con 2012 when the prototype was announced by husband and I. We saw her. We were so happy. I believe this was our first San Diego Comic-Con. I believe 2012 was the first time I ever went to San Diego Comic-Con. The prototype for this figure looked beautiful. Her hands were painted red. Like she had uh, red. She had red nail polish. Figure looked so beautiful. My husband went up to the glass and was starting to scream, I'm a happy gay fanboy. We have 90s Jean Grey. And Dwight, this is how long I've known Dwight. Dwight thought it was so funny that Dwight, on his digital camera, took a photo of my husband in front of the, the Jean Grey figure. Oh, my God. I cannot tell you how excited we were when we saw her. And then we got the final product. And you would think, again, this was a figure that was 90s Jean, our first ever Marvel Legends Jean Grey in her Jim Lee outfit with two other variants, the Age of Apocalypse, like the Uncanny X-Force Age of Apocalypse Jean, as well as a White Phoenix Jean. A White Phoenix Jean. I mean, this should be a slam. Again, should be a slam dunk for someone like me. Not only do I love 90s Jean, but my favorite incarnation of Jean is in the White Hot Room as White Phoenix, controlling the destinies of timelines and universes. And a Terry Dotson art on the packaging? Just take my money. Take it. Take all of it. 
oh, we held that Jean Grey Rocket Raccoon figure. And she was just so lackluster. First of all, they did the closed hand and open fist. And then we also had to look at her face. And the face did not look good. And fun fact, if you look at some of the 90s Rocket Raccoon jeans out there, some of them have, I don't know if this was a production error or something, but she had bags under her eyes, some of them. So we called her Sleepy Time Jean Grey because she was tired. Tired Jean Grey. And so... When we would find these figures out in the wild, we would look at the face and be like, does she have bags under her eyes or not? Ah, I, I I have like eight of them, to be honest with you, because again, at the time, it was a different mindset. I was like, we were never going to get another 90s jean. We have been waiting so long to get this a, a 90s jean, a proper 90s jean figure. This is finally it. Finally, we have a proper 90s jean gray Marvel Legends figure. I have to hoard them. Right. And this was also around the time that Wolverine Legends was coming out with Emma Frost. Fun fact, there was a comic book store in the financial district where I used to work. I used to work at HarperCollins and no one would ever go to the small like comic book store because Midtown uh, Financial District, the, the Midtown Comics location in Financial District was there. And so most people went there. But if you go a couple blocks over, there was this small innocuous comic book store right next to the Subway sandwich shop. And I... My Wednesday ritual is getting a foot-long chicken teriyaki and two macadamia nut cookies and a Dr. Pepper and reading comics. So this was perfect for me. They got in the waves, and I would go in Wednesday mornings, and I could get every figure I wanted. They have since closed. It's so sad, but it was the best-kept secret in Fidei. But anyways, so I went there. I got her. I had ordered her on Big Bad Toy Store. They had arrived uh, uh, from Big Bad Toy Store, and I also saw her. So, you know. It, it was nice to be able to find this figure in the wild multiple times, but it was just a very big disappointment. And I believe we, I believe I, I, when we got her in the initially in Big Bad Toy Store, my husband and I were on our on our way to Atlantic City, so we got the packaging, the, like the box from our mailroom that that had all the figures in it, and we drove to Atlantic City, and we got into the Borgata, and we just opened up the figures there. So I have a nice memory of getting her, but I remember us being a little disappointed when we got her. So as a gene historian, I think you should definitely, definitely get this figure without a doubt. Okay, number six is the VHS Gene Gray. Now listen, this figure has a very interesting history with us gene stands because when it was announced we were like oh this is such an ugly figure what these colors are all wrong i myself was a hater for this figure i was messaging everyone being like i can't believe they did this and i was like but there's no saving it because it's so ugly i remember i was talking to one of our co-hosts here at power of excellence and show off hotel we were like they did our girl dirty However, the figure shipped, I held it in my hands. And and this is a common denominator with a lot of Marvel Legends. You see them online, you see the prototypes, and you're like, oh, this is ugly. But then you hold it, and you're like, oh, actually, it's not that bad, right? And that is exactly how I would describe this figure. Not that bad. I think in many ways, it's an improvement of the Lover's Triangle box set, Jean Grey. The digital printing for the face is beautiful. I mean, it is sharp and it's keen. I love it very much. Unfortunately, the reason why it is number six on this list is that it's a, it's colors. It's a paint apps. It doesn't look anything like the animated series Jean Grey, which it's supposed to be modeled off of, right? It's supposed to, if you're going to do a 90s 
X-Men anime series style Jean Grey. You want the orange to be more peachy, right? She doesn't really have the swept bangs like that. It's more kind of like styled upwards. That's how I would have done it. Her hair isn't as orangey, but it is a little bit more reddish, right? It's a more of a deeper red. So, unfortunately, I don't think this figure is ugly. I think it is a big improvement off of the initial one that it is based off of. However, the colorings are just so off. They're so cartoony. They're so wacky. I A lot of us don't like that self-shading on the figures. I'm so glad the current wave of X-Men 97 figures are just not having that. So... I'm glad they've done away with the self-shading. I think, you know, when, when NECA does it for the Turtles, it looks amazing. But when Hasbro attempted it for this VHS wave, it just uh, it did not look good. And again, it just doesn't look like the animated series Jean Grey. And unfortunately, I think Michelle had said this, but she was here like, well, this is a great opportunity for people who missed out on the Lover's three-pack Jean Grey, and because obviously on the secondary market, it's just so insanely expensive. And whilst I agree, this is a wonderful opportunity for people who missed out on that figure that's now very overpriced on the secondary market, I still wouldn't display her. I still think she looks very off and really bad. Again, great figure in how it's done. I think the face is a big improvement, but she will stick out like a sore thumb on your collection. Jean Grey historians, I, I would pass on this. I would pass on this. And I have like four of them. And I'm like, yeah, just I would have passed on it. That's it. Anyways, so sad VHS Jean Grey coming at number six. All right. So now we're here at our top five. And I want to say that these top five are my favorite 90s Jean Grey figures that we are going to go through. All right. And I encourage all of you to leave your feels in the comments. Which is your favorite 90s Jean Grey? But, you know, the, first, the the five we just discussed, 10 through 6, are ones that I had grievances with that I think just kind of missed the mark. These next five, I have nothing but praise for. And I sat on this list and how I wanted to order these top five. Which one was number one? Which one was worthy of number one? I want you to know I sat down and I thought long and hard. It's... Not only just the quality of the figures that we are we are measuring here, but also the impact it's had on fandom. All right. So coming in at number five is Mayfex Jean Grey. And this Mayfex Jean Grey is really interesting because it is based off of this 1995 Fleer Ultra Adam Kubert card. That's right here. It's my background. That's how much I love it. And as such, you can tell where some of that inspiration comes from, right? So her pouches are blue on the side. Her hair sort of has like a mullety feel to it. I love the Mayfex wave. I think the Storm and Cyclops, especially the X-Factor Cyclops, the Wolverine, the Ben Riley figures are absolutely gorgeous. I just want them to do more. I am surprised that we got a 90s Jean Grey before any other incarnation. We do have Jean Phoenix on the way. I was about to say Dark Phoenix. They'll eventually do a Dark Phoenix repaint of that figure. But I cannot believe that that we we got this figure so early on in the way. We got her before Storm, right? I would have imagined they would have done Storm and Rogue before they would have done Jean. I love it so much. She stands nicely next to Psylocke. It does rank number five because I think some of the alternate heads were just sort of like meh. And I think the hairstyling was like kind of, mm. again, it's based off of this Adam Kubert card. I, you you can see 
the the similarities right there. Someone at Mayfex literally looked at this card and was like, "This is a this is a model for for it." Because again, there's just certain details that are just not used in the Jim Lee style Jean Grey. And again, one of them being the blue patches and how the hair is formed there. This is something I talked about with the X Men. 97 wave two wave and alternate heads just because you can do alternate heads doesn't mean you should do alternate heads and listen pulling hairs here for this figure but i i i like the i, I was gonna say depowered but the the head without the head sleeve on it it's fine i don't think it was necessary i don't think i associate gene at times during this era without that, I would have focused on doing different hairstyles. And if you didn't have the budget to do that, then fine. This is this is okay. But this figure, I have to tell you, I loved it. The second it was announced, I went crazy for it. We're obviously getting a Nick Gray, and you've seen how crazy I've gone over the Nick Gray. I feel Mayfix is made specifically for me. I remember it was supposed to, what, ship in March, but we didn't get her until, like, August. Like, she Mayfex figures are very delayed. If you're going to pre-order Mayfex, if you're going to collect Mayfex, these premium figures, you know they're going to be coming later down the line than, from, than their, their release date. They're always going to be delayed. I love it very, very much. I am so proud of this figure. It's smooth, the articulation. You know, it, it is flimsy. It is a very... A collector's specific hobby to collect the Mayfex figures. It is a niche market. I, I, I think it's worth it. I have like two or three of them. I have like two or three of them. So I, I cannot say enough good things about this figure. But I understand where it doesn't land with everyone. I think Flink had seen this figure. One of our co-hosts here, Flink, had seen this figure already, like circulating online, and immediately canceled his pre-order. I believe Nerd Alert Jason did not think it was the best-looking figure out there. I'm trying to remember my conversation I had with him. And he, too, likes, loves the Mayfex figures. So, listen, this is a figure that's not for everyone. However, she is a very detailed figure. She comes with multiple accessories. And the fact that we got 90s gene in Mayfex form, it just makes me very happy. And personally, again, it's based off of the Adam Kubert. Whilst not 100% accurate to how Jean was being rendered at the time, this is how I like my 90s Jean Grey. So she is coming in at number five right there. All right, number four is a personal love for me. And this is the Star Rider Jean Grey 5-inch from the Toy Biz era. Now, I believe she is Space Rider Jean Grey. <laughs> and we have a Power of X-Men shirt. And the Power of X-Men shirt is based off of the Jim Lee relaunch in the 90s, issue number three, where she was in her space outfit. I love Jean in space. So this figure, again... I feel was made for me. And I call it Star Rider. I don't know if it initially was supposed to be called Star Rider and they just switched it to Space Rider or I just made it up. But I was starting to get into Sailor Moon at the time. So the idea of Jean being part of a wave called Star Rider, I mean, it just fit into like my vibe at the time. But I personally love this figure. I think it is a beautiful figure. The reason why it's number four on this list is that it has space armor on it. And my husband was telling me, because my husband's a big, you know, Marvel Legends, toy biz, action figure collector as well. He was telling me at the time, he was reading interviews or he had spoken to someone who was producing this figure on the message boards. But the initial idea was that this armor would be snap on and snap off. So you would be able to take off this armor. Obviously, that 
did not happen because this armor is melded into the figure. Now she does come with the ponytail that was popularized in the X-Men animated series wave. I like it. The ponytail is a different color than like the scalp hair. And, you know, you can twist it around because she's flying through space. So her hair is billowing in the space winds. But I like this figure quite a bit. I think she is a very pretty figure. I like the accessories she comes with. I love the packaging on it. Listen, does her actual spaceship, space rider, motorcycle, whatever it is, make any sense to me? Absolutely not. Same with that, like, helmet that she's wearing. I'm like, Gene, what are you doing? Like, how can you just see out of that one little, like, Hole right there, but sure, whatever. But I just thought this figure, this deluxe packaging for the figure, again, this is reminiscent of, of Toy Biz in its final days. We're getting the Onslaught wave. We're getting the Most Wanted wave. We got what it was a Savage Land wave as well, right? We got Joseph and, and Archangel in that these deluxe figures, I mean, they were so much fun to find on the shelves. This is a great figure. She was, as far as I was concerned, this was my definitive 90s gene. For, for Dayspring, personally, this is the one that I sort of, when I it, when I was posing these figures, is sort of where I, I put it. So I don't accept any smack about this figure. I think objectively, it is a pretty figure. It's really great. Again, it's such a shame that the armor does not snap off. All right, Familia, we're getting into our top three figures, and I want you to know that I really went back and forth on these top three figures because I love Jean. I wanted to always have the perfect 90s Jean. So I really want to know how you guys would have ranked these figures. But coming in at number three is the She-Force Jean Grey. Now listen, listen, listen. At the time, let me give you context. Let me give you context as to why this figure made it to number three, because I know some people are sounding off in the comments. This is just a repaint of Domino. Okay. Yes, this is a repaint of the five inch X Force Domino figure. But that Domino figure was destined to be Jean Grey because it just fits perfectly. Yes, yes, there's a little like details here and there that are off, like the silver harness and the blue on her legs. Yes, 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 absolutely. There's no disagreement. No one's fighting with you on this. But we had only gotten the phoenix wave jean right she was phoenix with the light up hair great figure no one's complaining about that figure love that jean figure but it wasn't 90s jean and at the time in the 90s you have to understand it was very unclear as to jean's relationship with the phoenix and it's not because it wasn't clearly stated in the comics it's just that information and history on these characters is not as widespread as it is today where you can just hop onto wikipedia so a lot of people really did see phoenix as its own entity we wanted jean jean gray no question about it jean gray and at the time, listen, even with a Phoenix figure, and I was doing something like, let's say I was reenacting Executioner song with my figures. I didn't want to have 90s G Phoenix, excuse me. I didn't want to have Phoenix there. So I would get like Spider-Woman, right? The Spider-Woman figure from the Iron Man wave, you know, with her hands like this and just have her as like substitute Jean. Or one of the things I used to do as well is get a ball of clay and roll it into a ball and put it on Spider-Woman's stomach and it would be like Madeline or Jean. I, I would make a Jean pregnant with Bibbit Cable or Baby Rachel. So we just did not have a 90s Jean. 
And when you picked up Toy Fair magazine and you saw that Puzzle Zoo was doing an exclusive Sheep Wars wave and you saw this Jean Grey, you immediately got your sister scissors. You cut out the little sleeve. You had your mom write that check for like, I, what was it? I, I what, It was really cheap. It was like $25 or $30 for like a whole assortment of, of, of figures. It may have been a little bit more. You guys can correct me if I'm wrong, but I remember in my head it was like $25. But you had her cut out the the little thing. You you put in the the check. It may have to have been a cashier's check. I, I remember there was some kind of issue with the check that we had to go get a specific like maybe it was a money order. I don't know, but put it in uh, an envelope, lick the envelope, uh, seal it, put a stamp on it, and mail it away, and wait like eight to ten weeks for this wave to come. And again. You didn't know it was coming. You didn't know when it was coming. UPS just showed up one day, and oh, my God, that was like the best thing ever. And you opened it up, and there she was. It was such a fun wave. It was so great to get this figure. The way it was done, it's just it, – it's lost to history. I'm sorry, Familia. It's lost to history. I, can you imagine if someone told you right now to cut something out of a magazine and write a check for however much an assortment is these days and mail it off and, and put your faith in White Phoenix that it will one day come to you? I mean, what if you moved? What if you moved, right? What if there was no one there to answer for the UPS? How would how, What would you do? You know, I mean, life in the 90s was so different. So to get this figure was so epic and so monumental. And she fit right in. The paint deco was so great. Again, as I said, I think this, she perfectly looks like Jean. You, again, yes, there are some things that are off in the costume, not arguing otherwise with that. But for the most part, this looks like Jean. The costume lent itself to Jean. I understand why someone looked at this and was like, I need this to be Jean. And you know what? I was very happy with this figure. This figure made my collection. I was so happy with it. She was always front and center right there with the, I believe at when my collection finally came towards the end, it was this Jean. It was Space Rider Jean, but before I had Space Rider Jean, it was this Jean with I want to say it was Monster Cyclops Gene or Cyclops. Monster Cyclops Cyclops. Monster Cyclops Cyclops. <laughs> As a tongue twister. The Monster Wave Cyclops. But yeah. Oh, I could look at this figure and just cry looking at it. All right. Number two is the X-Men 97 Wave 2 Gene Gray with a Madeline Pryor head. I said it. Madeline Pryor head. Now. Once we're done with this video, I am, of course, going to do a little proper unboxing. So stay for an after credit scene. But this is a perfect Jean Grey figure. Oh, based off of the anime series, it would be number one if she just didn't have that slight cartoony look to her. Because she is based off of the X-Men 97 incarnation of Jean and Madeline. I wish she could be number one, but... For me, it's just this figure represents everything that I love about Jean. She just looks very somber, very powerful. We get an alternate head, ponytail, hair down. This is a figure I had wanted so badly growing up. I've said this before. I think I've had this story on the podcast before where when I was a little day spring, I actually hallucinated that there was a 90s Jean with a ponytail it, it, on the back of a packaging. And I was telling this to my cousin when we were getting out of his van into his house and we we're talking about the X-Men. I was like, oh, I think there's a 90s gene. I saw her in the back. This was a figure I had hallucinated. I had had visions of this figure since I was a kid. 
cannot wait for X-Men 97 because we speculated in the previous video on where these characters would be. I think we're going to find out that Gene, there, there's multiple stories that we can have for Gene. I think Gene is going to be struggling with her identity season long because she's going to realize that Sinister cloned her in some way, shape, or form, or she went dark, right? That, that That's one thing I am a little worried about. I don't want them to have Jean go dark, as in, like, she did Dark Phoenix, and then Madeline Pryor is just, like, an alter ego of Jean in the way that Malice is an alter ego of Sue Storm, right? Because it, the, the animated series is really good at streamlining stories, right? Like, the Dark Phoenix saga that in the animated series was Jean just being possessed by the Phoenix, I worry that that sinister corrupts Jean and she becomes a goblin queen. And she's like, don't call me Jean. I'm Madeline Pryor now. So I hope whatever incarnation of, of the story we get, I hope that it's going to be Madeline and Jean. But regardless of how it's done, I think Jean is going to be struggling with her identity all season long. That is what we're going to be seeing in X-Men 97. I'm going to see her. I, I would love her to look at Cyclops and be like, uh, I got replaced by a clone or I went dark and you didn't know the difference. So uh, maybe I'm going to question this marriage right now. <laughs> but one of the things that I love most about this figure is just the deco. I think she looks so good. Again, if she just, if we just could have gotten some more muted colors, I think she would fit perfectly in your display. But she is very much an X-Men 97 figure. It's not bad. In the way if I talked about, like, Executioner looks so much like a cartoon E figure, whereas Magneto looks like he can blend into your main collection. Much like Madeline, I'm going to say Jean here sort of falls in the middle there. She's not le she's leaning a little bit more towards the cartoony side. I wish she would be leaning a little bit more towards the the you know general Marvel Legends side, but it is what it is. But that should not deter you. This is an excellent Jean Grey figure. Familia, pick up this figure. You see her in the wild, pick her up. Pre-order this figure. This is a must-have figure for Jean Grey fans. This truly is a must-have. That leaves number one as the Lover's Triangle Jean Grey. We did not know that we were going to be getting another Jean Grey figure in her 90s Jim Lee outfit after the Rocket Raccoon Wave. We sort of figured we, we got her. There's no way in hell we were actually going to get a second 90s Jim Lee Jean Grey. And then at San Diego Comic-Con, Dwight, Ryan, and Dan put up a photo of the 90s Jim Lee cover, wraparound cover with Magneto. And he was here like, here's a little hint at what you're going to be getting. And we're all looking at the figures. And then we're like, wait a minute, look at Gene there. That looks like a different Gene. And it was a different Gene. And it is the lover's three-pack Gene that we have today. And that most of us love and consider the definitive 90s Jean Grey for your Marvel Legends collection. She is gorgeous. I will say, like I said, I think the VHS Jean Grey that was released later on, it did improvements to the face. However, her face here looks really good. Fun fact, this face with the long hair actually was originally going to be on the one with the ponytail, which I think would have serviced it better. And the face that we get with the ponytail would have been on the long hair one. They did swap it out during production. I think she looks really, really great. The fact that we got a ponytail head, people were so happy with. We were, like, astonished by it. We're like, how could this be? We're getting a gene with two heads with a ponytail without a head. 
I think the ponytail gene looks great as part of a mainstream Marvel Legends collection. It does not look at all like the animated series, so it's very much its own thing. I appreciate that Hasbro took a leap with that. Her eyes are green. The lipstick looks great. I will tell you that I think this figure is a must-have for all Gene fans. I know it's expensive on the secondary market, but the, the entire pack, she comes with Wolverine and Cyclops. It is such a wonderful delivery of this figure. We know Ryan Ting is very fond of those Jim Lee cards. It is styled with that blue. You see the cards in the back. You get their bios. It is a wonderful package. It was released during the upswing with Marvel Legends, right? I, I truly believe we are in a golden age with Marvel Legends here. It came during the same time we got the Polaris and Havoc. We would eventually get an X-Force and Excalibur. This was when things were just climbing high with Marvel Legends, and we are where we're at today because this figure and this box set came out, and it was such a joy with fans. We all loved it. Okay, Familia, and now stay tuned for our review of the X-Men 97 Wave 2 Jean Grey. All right, Familia, it finally happened. My FedEx from GameStop arrived. Presumably, Jean and an extra Madeline Pryor figure are in here. I am so excited. I only, I only got the scissors. I already opened, but I only got the scissors to open this up. I have not seen this Jean, this 97 Wave 2 Jean Grey in person yet. We're going to be recording a video today about our favorite Marvel Legends, Toy Biz, Mayfex, Marvel Universe, 90s Jean Grey figures. But before we can do it, we need to look at this figure. And I'm going to, I have all the other figures ranked. It's where am I going to put this gene? And is it going to impact my list in any way, shape, or form? I will say I've seen, I, I've seen a variety of photos online, but I haven't seen it in person. Some shots make her look amazing and epic. Other shots, I'm like, meh, she kind of looks like mediocre. You know what I mean? So let's see. Her in real life right now. I'm really excited. Again, I just cut this open. We're going to open it up here. Ah, I'm so excited. I really just... All right, I see Madeline on the on the right side, so I'm going to pull the left. And this is going to be my first time seeing her. <gasps> oh, oh, my... <laughs> oh, she looks so good. I'm sorry it's a gloomy day here, Manhattan. She looks... So good. The Madeline Pryor head looks much better in real life than it does uh, in the back of this promo image and even here. And even the shots I've seen. I don't know if I just happen to have a really nice Madeline Pryor head. See, I'm going to turn on this light here. Sorry, I'm not saying. Ah, that's right. Sorry. My electric uh, is kind of fickle in this apartment. Um, Look at her there. She looks so good. She looks so good. Yes, this is a figure I hallucinated when I was a kid. This is a figure I wanted. Hang on, I need to take some photos for Instagram before I post. Yeah, that's what we're going to do. That's, that's Ooh, what's up, Familia? Here we are with our 90s X-Men 97 Jean Grey. So we'll talk about what I think is going on with Miss Jean Grey in X-Men 97. We'll talk about that. 
I think it's pretty clear that Gina's going to have some kind of issue with her identity. That's where I'm going to end it. You know, the more I've thought about it, the more I'm kind of worried that the Madeline, this Madeline head, I'm saying air quotes, that it is actually Gene all along, that Madeline is Gene. I mean, listen, spiritually, yes, they are sisters, they are a clone, blah, blah, blah. But I mean, like, literally, that the Jean Grey that we know in the X-Men animated universe will have another Dark Phoenix moment. But instead of being Dark Phoenix, she's going to be Goblin Queen. And she's like, don't call me Jean Grey. Renounce that name. Denounce that name. Renounce. Denounce that name. I am Madeline Pryor. And Madeline Pryor is like a friend she had when she was growing up or something like that. You know what I mean? Like, that's what I'm kind of worried about. I really, I have not been pro them switching out gene for madeline because again like I, I i've said this before there there are non-verbal cues non-physical cues that led you that, that let you know that the person before you is not the person you knew even if they're an, an identical twin even if they have the same exact mannerisms you would be like wait a minute what happened to your scar there right there's some things that just happened to us in life that you know you, you you see like the Olsen twins standing next to each other. And even though you don't know which one's Mary Kate or Ashley, you're like, well, they're they're not 100% perfectly alike. They are a little different. Oh, I'm so excited for this. And by the way, and how does she come? This is something of a criticism we're going to talk about with Jean figures in this episode. One closed fist and one open hand. I mean, she does come with alternate hands, so it's nice. But that's how they always do psychics. I am so happy with this from the, oh my gosh. Oh, she is perfect. Oh, she is perfect. I'm sorry, you're like, I, I can't stop looking at this figure. This is a figure I wanted. By the way, and the fact that they have the ponytail head, which we haven't seen yet. We still have not seen the ponytail head officially. Does make me suspect this is Madeline Pryor or Madeline Pryor identity, whatever. And this is a real gene. Oh, she looks great, Familia. Oh, she looks so good. Holy frack. Oh, the ponytail moves. I guess we didn't know that. Oh, her hair fell off. Oh, my God. Now she's the Battle Blasters Jean. No, not the Battle Blasters. The um, X-Men Classic Jean. Oh, my God. Her pony fell off. No, it has to go back on. This pony has to go back on. <gasps> we cannot. This pony needs to exist. <laughs> now she goes to being the world's worst figure. Oh, look at that. She's perfect. The paint deck, deco, is perfect. Look at that, Familia. She is a perfect figure. She, It's all nice and clean. I've seen people upset about, like, you know, her side pouches and stuff like that. And I I honestly, this does not, this that's not a deal breaker for me. Oh, my gosh. Look at it. She's gorgeous. She is a gorgeous figure. Here are her hands right there, but let's pull out the Madeline Pryor head and pull some look at that. Oh, gosh. See, I don't like how when you're going to put it on the figure, it, it's going to look like her hair is just shoulder length, right? Because, again, it's a Madeline Pryor head. There's no denying that this head is a homage to... Man, her ponytail just fell off again. Found it. I'm not okay with this ponytail falling off. It's definitely very triggering to me because it reminds me so much of the X-Men Classics uh, Gene, that was a repaint of the Battle Blasters Age of Apocalypse Gene, which that was a repaint of the Monster Series, Monster Wave Mystique. Okay, you know, I'm having a hard time getting the heads on. Okay, so look at that. That looks really nice like that. But again, when you look at it like this, this is the Paul Smith hair. You cannot tell me otherwise that this is a, that this is Madeline Pryor. This is going to be meant to be Madeline Pryor. 
Her eyes look, I'm trying to turn on the light. Her eyes are blue. Her eyes are definitely blue here. I wonder if this one has different color eyes. They both have blue eyes. I'm just curious. I just want to know the eye color of a Miss Jean Grey. But I definitely think the ponytail hat is my favorite, which is weird because I would have liked the, I think historically I would like the hair down, but it's the way the hair just falls on the shoulders that I just don't like at all. Here she is next to Madeline Pryor, the real Madeline Pryor. Here are our Maddie heads. I'm sorry, 100%. How can this not be Maddie? Um, the reds are very similar, I will say. They're similar. I want to say, and it could just be a trick of the light. I want to say that, no, they, they're, they're pretty similar. I mean, this is, if I'm going to be nitpicking on anything, it's not going to be the hair color. Yes, it, it may be a 0.001%. This may look be look like a 0.0001% brighter, but it is, for all intents and purposes, the same hair color. I wonder if you can put this on this head on, on Maddie's body there. Oh, it doesn't, no, it doesn't really fit. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't do that. Heed my warning, don't do that. All right, Familia, that is it. That is our unboxing of the X-Men 97 Jean Grey figure. Slam dunk, must have, must have figure, must have figure. Um, I believe I'm going to air this portion after the list. So leave your thoughts below on the 90s Jim Lee Jean Grey figures that we discuss. Rank them. Which ones are your favorite? It's okay that we disagree. It's okay if you don't like some of my picks. Did I miss one out there? I'm happy if I missed one, but I thought long and hard of like the main lines that we got. But if there's another 90s Jean Grey out there that you thought should have been on the list, let us know in the comments below. Slide into our DMs at Powerbacksman. We have a lot of exciting episodes coming up. Oh, I'm so excited. There's one guest in particular that... I, I now I, I went through the publicist, I went through the agent, and now I'm talking to this guest on, on emails, and we're trying to figure out a time to work. But the second I'm able to announce that guest, so excited for her that I, I just want to say it right now. But we do have Lawrence Bain, who is the voice of Cable and Executioner, upcoming on X-Men 97. We have Lenore returning. We've been talking to some of the other voice talent, you know, and, and just trying to schedule that. But we have some uh, awesome cosplayers coming up. We have Age of Dazzler, Mike Anderson. We have Stefania, who it does a lot of those rogue cosplays. She did the surprise, surprise. And we have Nate K. Weir. I am so excited for the podcast and everything. And because it has been announced, March 13th, X-Men 97 is premiering with a fan event in Los Angeles. We will be there 100%. So excited for Amelia for what is happening on the podcast this month. But most excited, mo most importantly, I'm excited for this figure. This is a figure I have wanted since I was a baby day spray. I was gonna say since I was a babe. I'm still a babe, but baby day spray. I have nothing else to say. It's perfect. I love this figure so much. Go, go find your favorite Marvel Legends reviewers who actually break down the figures with their articulation Every I should be doing this after 20 years. But I'm just like, nope, this is a pretty figure. I love how mad it she is. Oh, it's perfect. Perfect.